welcome to New Vine Lakes Podcast. We hope you enjoy this week's message and that as you listen, your faith truly does come alive in Jesus. Uh, there's lots of people, you know, being school holidays and different things going on. Pastor Steve is um, blessing another church this morning, um, talking to them about healing, actually. So we were praying about that this morning. We've been praying for our church this morning too, um, before church got started, and it was really good to um, actually hear what Jake had to say to the kids this morning. Um, it was really good, and then all those prayers uh, that were spoken as well um, before the service all ties into what's on my heart, what God's put on my heart too, which is wonderful, that um, our prayers are powerful, uh, that God is faithful. And um, as I was reflecting, you know, it's been a bit of a rushed week for me. Uh, there's been lots going on and um, Steve sort of rang me midweek and said, I know it's late notice, but can you preach on Sunday? And, uh, and I said, yes. And, uh, and then I thought, hmm, God, what is it that you want me to, to speak about? And uh, I just spent some time, you know, just seeking him and just, you know, just being in his presence this week. And, um, and God led me. There was a, a passage uh, of scripture that I'd read, uh, which I'll share with you in a minute, uh, which um, really blessed me. And, um, and yeah, God led me towards Hebrews, and we're going to get into Hebrews chapter 10 today and have a really good look at that. Um, but um, I was reflecting on the last couple of weeks and where God is leading us. So I just found, I just kicked the shaker. Sorry about that. I'll uh, put that somewhere where I'm not going to kick it. Um, so, um, yeah, the last couple of weeks, there's a couple of words that just sort of came back to my mind as I was sort of waiting on God. And, um, and there was one, um, I think, Steve, you, you got up and said that uh, return to your first love. Is that right? Um, do you remember getting up and saying, or was it someone else? Oh, it was David. Sorry, Steve. It was that. Sorry, David. It was David. Return to your first love? Yeah. I really felt that's a word for, our, for us, right? Yeah, I really felt uh, that that is something for us. Return to your first love. Um, it's out, out of uh, Revelation. Uh, it's something that's spoken to the church in Ephesus, I believe. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, when you read through the book of Ephesians, there's a real sense of, of uh, warfare, of uh, spiritual warfare. And, uh, and I think, you know, that word is so powerful. That, uh, that we can return to our first love. I'm going to talk about that a little bit today as well. Um, one of the kids stood up and said something. He said, our God is faithful. He is faithful. And, and I think that's a powerful word for our church in line with uh, returning to your first love as well. He is faithful. And uh, I really, you know, I put this together and... And I was driving in this morning thinking, God, I don't know what you're going to do today, but Lord, just you know, give me the words to speak. And as I was uh, jumped in the car and started driving, I felt like God really, you know, I actually started crying in the car because uh, God was really pressing on me strongly that there are those in our church who've been waiting for a long time. They've been praying and they've been waiting. You spoke to that this morning, Vanessa, uh, when you prayed a little bit, I thought. Someone's struggling, someone's waiting, someone's seeking God, you know, and God, God is faithful. He's going to come through. Um, there was, um, of course, the Presence Conference with Steve Blake, which was wonderful. 
uh, spending time in God's presence, I think that's so key for us as well, that we can just be in God's presence, seek him, and, uh, and it's beautiful, that lovely fragrance that comes of when we uh, pray, when we worship, when we uh, you know, serve him, and when we um, step out in faith. So that was really good. And then Steve gave a word at the conference as well about come all those who are thirsty and talked about how we have rivers, rivers available to us for those who come to Jesus who are thirsty. And so then uh, early this week I remembered I read a verse in Psalm 85 and um, uh, verses 10 to 11. And it's such a beautiful poetry. Um, it's going to come up on the screen in a minute, I think. But I might just, before I get stuck into this, I might just pray quickly. Father God, Lord, um, Lord, I've got some things written down and I've been seeking you this week. But, but Lord, I, I just really need you right now. Lord, come over our people. Lord, we look to you. We look to you to lead us. And Lord, we ask that you would touch every heart that's here today, touch every heart listening online, and even those who listen to this on a podcast later or on YouTube, Lord, we pray that your spirit would just come and land, uh, that your heart would land on their heart, we ask in Jesus' name. Draw people to you as we come near to you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So Psalm 85. Uh, it's just such beautiful. I've got it in the ESV. I think you'll see it in the NIV, um, the nearly infallible version. But I've got the ESV here. Uh, and I'll just read what I've got in front of me. I just love this poetry. It says, Steadfast love and faithfulness meet. Righteousness and peace kiss each other. Faithfulness springs up from the ground and righteousness looks down from the sky. Isn't that beautiful? There's just so much in that. You know, this word really speaks to me of how we can draw near to God. And that's what my message is about this morning, having confidence to draw near to God. God's steadfast love for us combined with his never-failing faithfulness. From God we receive righteousness We are made to have a right standing before God. Our relationship with him is put right and peace comes with it. By the spirit of God, there is faithfulness that rises in us and a righteousness that comes down from above. Isn't it beautiful, these words? Steadfast love and faithfulness meet. Righteousness and peace kiss each other. Faithfulness springs up from the ground and righteousness looks down from the sky. It's a great encouragement to me uh, just to help me keep in the right frame of mind, to keep uh, thinking in the right way that God is good, that he is faithful, that he will come through, that he puts his righteousness on me. I don't have to strive in my own strength. Because even now at times, you know, when I was, when I was younger, oh boy, I, I was a struggle with my mind. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd have all this terrible thinking, you know, commonly known as stinking thinking. Um, I'd have this terrible thinking of, oh, something bad has happened. I bet it's because I didn't have my Bible study this morning. It's terrible thinking. Or 
uh, you know, oh, I missed my Bible study. I know I'm going to have a bad day today. Or I haven't been keeping up. I know things are going wrong because, uh, because of what I've done. And it's this terrible thinking. And the devil loves to, you know, get in there and, uh, and persuade you uh, to get your focus off him and put the focus back on you and what you're doing. And you end up getting, the problem with that is you end up getting into this striving thing. You end up getting into this trying to do better on, in your own strength when really all we need to do is just lean into his faithfulness, lean into his righteousness in confidence, come to him. You know, even, even the prodigal son, after he had you know, really ruined everything, and he thought, that's it, it's over. And everybody knew it. Everybody knew he'd ruined his life. And yet he came back and the father just fell on him in a hug. It's so beautiful. Um, so it's never, you know, whenever we come back to um, away from legalistic thinking and come back to that grace mentality, you know, we were singing about that, that uh, throne of grace this morning. You know, it could be the throne of anything, really. It could be the throne of, of judgment. It could be the throne of, um, of rule. It could be the, th- the throne of authority. We've got this throne of grace. It's so beautiful. All right. I'm, I'm just getting lost I'm in my notes. You have to bear with You've got to help me this morning. Work with me because... Uh, Yeah, I, I really think there's a type of spiritual warfare that is going on um, that can suggest that you're not worthy. It can suggest that a certain bad thing has happened and you deserve it. Uh, they can suggest that by your disobedience or lack of devotion, you'll be punished. It's that stinking thinking. You know, life's busy and there's always challenges before us. There's always... Um, things coming up in our life to uh, kind of draw us away from uh, that thinking of that focus of keeping uh, our thinking on him. And, and as I mentioned before, my, my mind tends to wander and, uh, and goes to places that um, you know, start to become into that sinking thinking. And I've just got to remember when that happens, I've got to say, oh, God, I... I feel like I'm going down that bad mindset again. Just bring me back. Focus me back on you. It's just as simple as that. Um, I was reminded of, uh, and I was, I was trying to remember where I, I read this, but it was one of the great prayer guys. I was reading, um, uh, it might have been Ian Bounds or even William Wilberforce or someone like that, but they had written uh, this statement, which really stuck with me, and um, I'm sorry I can't remember the right reference. If I had more time this week, I probably would have found it. But um, but what he says, I, I found really interesting. He he says, when I haven't spent enough time with God, just staying in His presence, he feels like he becomes a dull knife. He loses his sharpness and becomes ineffective. <laughs> you feel that, right? I think we all know that that's, that's kind of true. And um, I, I think, uh, you know, in terms of spiritual warfare, we actually kind of need that. We kind of need just to be able to relax and come to God in his presence. And I know at times I felt like 
um, I was unworthy to come into God's presence. But I want you, if you're feeling that way now, I want you to know that you are never unworthy when you come to God in repentance and with, with a heart towards, um, you know, a humble heart towards him. Uh, he is faithful. He is faithful to accept you in. And, uh, and that's the place I want to be, where I am able to be in the presence of God and work out of that presence. Um, we read, um, I haven't got these verses for, for the team up the, the back to show you, but um, if you go to Ephesians, uh, you, know, you see very clearly um, that there is a sense of spiritual warfare going on. And uh, Paul even in his letter refers to, to the devil as the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience amongst whom we, we once were, uh, living in our, the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and whereby, uh, uh, you know, whereby nature we were children of wrath, it says, uh, like the rest of mankind. That's where we used to be. It's the, it's the um, prince of the power of the air, which is extraordinary because we, you know, we often think, you know, God's in control, and um, but we have to remember there is a spiritual battle going on. Yes, God is in control ultimately, but the devil um, has authority here on earth. We can't deny that he has. He's always trying to um, get into your mind, get into your thinking. Um, we see it again when you know Jesus. Uh, he meets with. Um, John the Baptist and gets baptised and straight away John the Baptist, I love it, he says, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He picks him out straight away and then he comes and he's baptised and then there's a voice from heaven that says, this is my son who I am well pleased and then uh, we read in the scriptures that then the spirit leads Jesus into the desert and for 40 days there he's, he's tempted by the devil and um, Boy, if we're talking about spiritual warfare, here it is. You know, the devil is trying to get into Jesus' head the whole time. And, uh, and he's saying things like, you know, if you are the son of God, you know, God just told him, you are my son who I'm well pleased. <laughs> if you are the son of God, he's trying to get into his head. And, and he takes them up and he shows them all these kingdoms. And he says, if you bow to me, then I can give you all of this. I have authority over it. And I think that's really interesting to recognise that, you know, Satan has been handed authority when, we, when Adam and Eve agreed with the devil way back when, he, they handed him authority in that moment. And, um, and there's a spiritual battle going on and it's up to us because of what Jesus has done, we can actually now carry Jesus with us in authority over, over the devil, which is the wonderful thing. Jesus showed in the desert how he can take authority by the word of God over the devil. And it's a wonderful um, picture. So preparing for today, you know, I was really led to the book of Hebrews. Um, it was a book that was, you know, really written to Messianic Jews, to Jews who had become Christians. Um, but they were coming out of that um, mentality of the law and into the mentality of uh, this new covenant with Jesus. And so I think there's something in that for us, 
for a spiritual warfare aspect coming out of a legalistic mindset and under the grace of Jesus for coming alive in their faith. And I think that's what this letter of Hebrews is really about, um, to come alive in their faith. I was just, um, I just had a brain bubble actually. I, I went to a, uh, a, a prayer uh, conference and they had a cafe there and they called the cafe Hebrews. It was fantastic. I think God likes coffee. Um, all right. Um, sorry, that was just a side thought bubble. Um, I, I really do believe uh, that there's something here in Hebrews. Um, I wasn't sure if I would read all of Hebrews 10. How are we going, guys? I, I don't want this to go too long, but I, I'm going to jump in. I think I will read... Hebrews 10, right through. Um, because I think this is important for us just to hear God's word and to get the full context. So uh, from verse 10, he says, For since the law has but a shadow of the good things to come, instead of the true form of these realities... It can never, by the same sacrifice that are continually offered every year, make perfect those who draw near. Otherwise, would they not have ceased to be offered, since the worshippers, having once been cleansed, would no longer have any consciousness of sins? But in these sacrifices, there is a reminder of sin every year, for it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sin. Consequently, when Christ came into the world... He said, Sacrifices and offerings you have not desired, but a body have you prepared for me in burnt offerings and sin offerings, and have taken no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God, and it is written on me in the scroll of the book. When he said above, You have neither desired nor taken pleasure in sacrifice and offerings and burnt offerings and sin offerings, these are offered according to the law. Then he added, Behold, I have come to do your will. He does away with the first in order to establish the second. And by that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. There's the key, once for all. Yeah. And every priest stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifice, which can never take away sins. But when Christ had offered for all time, a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering he has, made, he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. And the Holy Spirit also bears witness to us for after saying, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, declares the Lord. This is from Jeremiah 31, by the way. I will put my law on their hearts and, and write them on their minds. Then he added, I will, remember their, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. Where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer any offering for sin. That's such a wonderful truth to remember when it comes to a battle of the mind. And then we've got the full assurance of faith, verse 19. Therefore, brothers and sisters, 
since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, amen, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh, and since we have a a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting neglecting to meet together as uh, is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Oh boy, do we see the day drawing near. For if we go on sinning deliberately... After receiving the knowledge of truth, there, is no longer, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a fearful expectation of judgment and a fury of fire that will consume the adversary. I just want to pause here for a minute. This is a verse that I've had conversations with many a young person who've brought this to me and said, you know, I gave my life to Jesus and yet I keep falling back into sin. And I read this verse... And I think, oh, I'm condemned. But I want to just reiterate, um, this, this is a, uh, in the context of Messianic Jews who've come out of a law system where uh, the sin that they committed was um, taken care of by a sacrifice. They always had to continually go back and sacrifice. But with Jesus, he's saying it's a much, much better much, much better um, covenant that you have with Jesus. Um, you don't have to uh, do as the law. In the law, we had to uh, keep going back because now the law is written on your heart. It's a new covenant that is with you. And there is always room. There is always room. And if you read through um, Scripture, you will find there is always room for you with a repentant heart to come to him. And he is always, I mean, you see it with the prodigal son that we mentioned earlier. Um, Whenever we stray away from him, there is always a provision for us to come back with a repentant heart. Where I think this verse speaks to is if there is somebody who says, I know what God says and I don't care. I, I am going to live my life the way I want to and I'm throwing away what God has given. That is what this verse speaks to. Um... Whenever we feel the Spirit pulling us back with conviction towards him, I think you know that he's in it and that you have full assurance, you have full confidence to come to the throne of grace. Oh, I wanted to get that one out. Okay. Oh, I jumped ahead there. Okay. All right, so we have this knowing that we can come to him. So knowing is good, that we, knowing that we can come to him is good. Um, applying it is the next best thing. <laughs> That's where you've got to take it. You know, I was thinking actually we're getting our, our cars, some of us are getting our cars washed today. And if uh, the car washes... Were just to get the hose and, and hose your vehicle, 
you might not get the result that you want. Um, what do you need to wash your car, really? You need a sponge and you need some detergent. And if you grabbed the bottle and looked on the side of it, of the detergent bottle, it might say something like application <laughs> in there because you've got to apply it. If you want to be clean, you've got to apply the soap. You know, and it's true of us as well. We, we need to apply what God has called us to do. But when we apply it, we need to do it in full confidence that we can come to him, trusting that he has taken care of whatever thing that we've messed up, whatever thing where we have gone astray, that when he's convicting us to come to him, that we can come with full confidence. I've got uh, another scripture to share with you. Um, from Romans 8, uh, chapter, uh, oh, chapter 8, verses 6 and 3 to 10, we might have a look at. Yeah, the blood of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus is the truth, isn't it? That is the greatest truth. And the application to our life, you know, it's the word and it's seeking um, his heart when we draw near to him by the blood of Jesus. And so we read this in Romans chapter 8 because it's him that brings us into rest you know, when we seek him. But Romans chapter 8, it says, For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Actually, I just jumped to verse 10. And it says, But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life. Because of righteousness. Isn't that good? Set your mind on the things that are above. You know, it says, draw near to God. And what's the rest of that again? And he'll draw near to you. Yeah, amen. That's a great promise. I just want to go back to that. Psalm 85, verse. It says, Steadfast love and faithfulness meet. Righteousness and peace kiss each other. Faithfulness springs up from the ground and righteousness looks down from the sky. He is faithful in the waiting. And I got a real sense this morning when I was driving in that there are some, and you know, whether you're here or whether it's online, whether you might be listening to this later on in some form, you've been seeking God and you've been waiting for a long time to see something happen. And I want you to know he is faithful in the waiting I really want to pray into that this morning. I'm going to bring this all to a close. We're going to land it. Um, but, um, yeah, if, if that's you, yeah, just pray with me now. Father God, Lord, we just lift up those who have been praying and waiting on you. Lord, whether it's 
restoration within the family. Oh, I feel that so strongly. Uh, Lord, I just thank you for family. Um, Lord, we just lift up relationship within family. And Lord, for those who are, who are dealing with some brokenness in their family, Lord, we ask that you would come and intervene. Lord, we lift this up to you. For those who have been praying and struggling through this, Father God, Lord, we ask that you would strengthen them, uh, that we would know that you are faithful, that you are faithful in the waiting. Lord, we pray for those who have been seeking healing. Yeah, Lord, um, you just give me that word imbalance. So, Lord, uh, I don't know what that means to you. Maybe a chemical imbalance or and it's some sort of imbalance in your body. Lord, we just lift that up to you and we ask in Jesus' name that you would restore and that you would heal in Jesus' name. Lord, we ask that you would come. Lord, those who have been seeking healing for such a long time, Lord, we ask for breakthrough in this area. In Jesus' name, Lord, that you would bring healing. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Lord, we pray for, for broken relationship. It may not be within family, but Lord, I just sense broken relationship. And, and Lord, I just ask that you would bring healing in this situation. Lord, we lift it up to you. Lord, help us to know how to pray. Help us to know how to pray in this situation where there is broken relationship. And Lord, we just put this back to you. We don't have to carry it any longer. We ask, Lord, that where forgiveness is needed, Lord, that you would lead us to forgiveness. And Father, we ask that you would do a mighty work to restore relationship in Jesus' name. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Yeah, just pray over financial struggle. Lord, for, for the finances that don't quite make sense. But Lord, we know that you are good and that you make a way. And we don't know how it's going to work out, but we know that you are faithful. And so, Lord, we just, we just give that to you. And Lord, in all of these things, Lord, we thank you that you are righteous that you put things right. You put us in right standing with you. Lord, I pray over those who, whose uh, thinking is going astray and, and Lord, we need you every day. We just say we can't do it on our own and we need you. Lord, lead us as we uh, live each day. We ask that you would lead us, that you would keep our mind in the right place. Lord, that the enemy would not come in and, and distract us. Uh, Lord, we just pray uh, that right thinking would, um, would just continue to land upon our minds. Lord, I just lift up the minds of all those who are listening and ask that you would just bring a right thinking upon us in Jesus' name. To spend time with you, to recharge in your presence, to live out of those times that we spend in quiet alone with you, that beautiful fragrance that is lifted up to you in the quiet places 
when we are alone. Lord, we pray that you would just strengthen us through our seeking in you. In Jesus' mighty name. listening to this week's message. To find out more about what's happening in the life of our church and how you can join in with all the fun, head to newbinelengths.com.au or find us on social media. Have a lovely week.